Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. In the beginning of Book 10 of His Republic, Plato is going to discuss the relationship of artistic production, or as he's going to call it here, imitation, mimesis, to truth, reality, unity, the things that matter to him and to some of his interlocutors the most. And he's going to distinguish three basic types of producers, three agents of creation. And each one is making something that has a certain kind of being. But the question is, what type of being does it have? So for Plato in this section, he's going to say that we have God. We have the craftsperson, the person who actually works with raw materials and creates something that we would say is real. And then we have the artist, the person who is creating something that's not quite quite as real, but is a representation or an imitation. And Plato thinks that imitation doesn't just take place in terms of the artist and the craftsperson, the, you know, depiction of the thing and the existing thing. It also takes place in terms of the thing that the craftsperson creates out of raw material or already formed material and the form or idea of the thing itself, what it is for that thing to be what it is. If you like, it's essence. So let's talk about each of these in turn. I've got this schema up here on the board for you that sets these things out. Plato thinks that what's most real are forms or ideas, the eidos or idea. And this is a unity. So as opposed to, he uses the example of beds, as opposed to a whole bunch of individual beds or chairs, which are actually existing things created by some craft person. We might say today industrial processes, but those ultimately go back to some sort of craft person creating it. This is a unity. It is always the same thing. It is most real. It's not something that we can materially or sensorially encounter because it doesn't have material being. It has a greater kind of being, what we might call the being that ideas have or ideal being. And Plato thinks that when a craftsperson is making whatever it is that, that the craftsperson is making a statue, well, actually a statue would be the artistic production. So let's not take that. A chair creating something along those lines, a utensil of some sort. They are looking to the model the archetype, the pattern. These are other ways of talking about the form or the idea. And the idea is what gives to the thing that we're looking at, the thing that the craftsperson produces, its very identity as what it is. And it also allows us to identify it as something. It gives an intelligibility to it. So when we look at a chair, we don't actually do this process of of comparing the ideal chair with the image that we have of the chair. But some Something like that, according to Plato, is going on in our mind, whether we realize it or not. So the craft person is already an imitative artist in a certain respect. 
a producer, somebody who's engaged in poiesis. Now, when we turn to the artist, the artist is also engaged in imitation as well, but they are not imitating the ideal form of the thing. They're not looking to that. Instead, they're looking to the realm of material objects. So the artist may be depicting a chair, or a desk, or a pair of scissors, a pair of old peasant boots, or they may be depicting human beings, they may be depicting waterfalls, landscapes, all of those sorts of things. Now, those aren't actually produced by craftspeople. Those would presumably have been produced by some sort of agency beyond the human, but they are still a multiplicity. And we can talk, for example, of the ideal human being, the form of human being, as opposed to all the existing human beings. The painting the portrait of a human being or the video like you're watching right now is an imitation. It's removed, so to speak, in reality and in truth from that of which it is the imitation. It is intelligible insofar as it successfully imitates the thing that is, is supposed to depict. So if you're watching this video right now, you are in effect watching something that is an imitation of me, the existing thing, which is an imitation of the ideal form of human being, which is also the form that you yourself would be participating in. So the artist doesn't actually, you might say, short circuit things and go right to the form of the thing. So the artist is working with a copy of a copy. And what can you say about copies? They're not the whole thing. The artist is working with something that is removed further and further away from the reality, the truth. If we want to think about this in terms of a continuum, as we move this way, we not only get to greater unity, we get to greater reality or being, and we get to greater truthfulness. This is the most true. This is less true. This barely contains any truth at all, according to Plato. So what are the implications of this? Well, this means that mimetic art, imitative art, and that includes poetry, that includes sculpture, that includes painting, that includes all sorts of other things in, in our own time, say video production, is in a certain sense a falling away from what's really true, what's truly real, if you want to engage in a little chiasm there. So we have these three and we shouldn't mix them up according to Plato. It's very important to recognize that we as the producers, like if I whip up uh, a cake or something like that, I'm actually participating in some sort of ideal of cake and making something exist as I do that. The person who takes a photograph of that cake or writes a blog entry about that cake, they are further away, not just from the cake, but from the ideal cake. The cake is kind of a funny example because, you know, we generally do encounter it in terms of its sensuous properties, but we could think of an ideal here. So we want to be able to distinguish, according to Plato, these three producers, these three creators, if you like, and the kinds of things that they are involved in producing or creating. This is an interesting set of passages, and I'll just close by pointing this out. Plato often talks as if the forms simply are. 
or if they come from anything, they come from the form of the good or they come from the form of the beautiful. In this case, Plato is talking about God actually, or the divine, however you want to understand it, some sort of agency transcendent to, to us as creative of the forms, generative of the forms. He doesn't go into any explanation about this, but this is an important point here. So we have creation or production, artistry of a sort in many respects. And what this means is that the artists are actually the least of the creators. They are the furthest away from genuine creation or production, and they're stuck within a realm of images. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.